And that's why sometimes you have to do it in the morning. What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less in Atlanta, Georgia, and highly caffeinated. I am Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, and caffeinated just to my happy regular level. Dan Wright. So we've been talking about it. It happens. It's been happening. But, you know, we're just not on. Uh, we, we, we ain't got no flow. Listen, it, you know, it's the holiday season and uh so stuff So hoop de do and dickery dock. All of that. I and mean, and we can't keep our time schedule on a clock. Uh the yep. um yeah, so our normal Thursday night is um uh out this week because you're doing something fun. Yeah, I'm going to Las Vegas. Las Vegas. And we've got plans like every night, but if you are a musician in Las Vegas and you've got something going on or you can show us something cool, like hit uh, hit us up some somewhere on the on the socials. I would love to uh, see what that what that kind of that kind of situation is like. I've never been as a functional adult, and um, it's weird. Actually, I know some folks that are out there right now. They were there to see Aerosmith, but Aerosmith has been canceling shows because uh, Steven's not feeling well. Really, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Um, the. The other thing is, is uh, Adele is playing Friday night, and I cannot afford that show. No, um, it costs approximately Texas with a dollar sign to right. get those tickets. Right, but she does uh, a magic trick at the break. end, apparently. Yeah, she like disappears. Yeah, that's pretty good. Did you see the? Did you see the thing where she had to restart? She restarted uh, Rolling in the Deep because she was way off pitch. No, and then she kind of casually like threw her guitar player under the bus. Like I thought it was you. <laughs> that was that was relatively uncool of her to yeah, do um yeah. but she did she's like stop 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 i'm she's like i i can be pitchy but i was real flipping pitchy well, but she didn't say flipping because she's adele right i mean it's a pro move like i like it i like it yeah it, i liked it up until the point where she said she pointed but, to the guitar player the guitar and said player. i thought it was you yeah yeah not yeah, cool not cool other than that cool yeah fun times yeah audiences will forgive a lot if you're just straight with them yeah and if you're adele I yeah and i guess that guitar player's check clears he you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's, you know, it's part of the job descriptions periodically being thrown under the bus by the yeah the front person i don't know i've seen i've seen uh artists do some wild stuff uh involving their guitarists on stage did you see there's a video out there uh back when kelly clarkson had just kind of blown up she had won uh american idol uh she her on her first tour she fired her guitar player on stage. Wow. Right before their last show or last song. Um, cause they were playing at like a fair or something and he flipped somebody off in the audience. Oh, wow. And she goes, this is Jeremy's last show. Thanks so much for being here. This is, we're going to wrap it up. Wow. And that was it. All right. You should look that up. Yeah. It's pretty rad. Yeah. Good yeah. Times. I guess. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, I mean, I'm going to Vegas. That's it. Yep. That's the end of the story. Yep. Whole family or just, just to you. Uh, the whole family okay. it is uh so on uh so last week we we hit our 15th anniversary nice and we've been we were back and forth about the the math of it is like is this our 15th anniversary i was like well if your first anniversary is a year after you get married then yes this is our 15th anniversary it's to be it, it marks the beginning year. of the 16th year of marriage yeah yeah so i guess you celebrate the end of the first year not the uh no. It's kind of like when you're born. An anniversary is about having you're, made it to the end of the year. Yeah. 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 And, it, and there does come a point as somebody who's been married a while, um, you got to kick your shoes off to count it. And um, it it's, <laughs> gets harder and harder. You can't. It gets blurry, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I run out of fingers. I have to 
you know, anyway, so here we are in the morning. The point is, here we are on on a Tuesday morning, which is not our usual time. And we may be a little zippier than usual because it's uh, the beginning of the day instead of the end. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what's going on? You know, listen, I had a killer show on Saturday night. Um, it was, it was very much a pickup. It, um, I don't, I don't even know if it existed when we last talked. Um, no, it did. We, we talked about it. You said you got like a last minute thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, you charge last minute prices and yes, uh, got the job done. Yeah. Got the job done. And, uh, and it was super fun. It was at a par at a bar on the, so I live in Greensboro, North Carolina, Winston Salem's the next big town to the West and the bar is in a suburb called Clemens, which is on the far side of Winston for me. So it's like a 40, 40 ish minute drive. Um, not terrible. Um, and I had played there before with my previous project on a tiny little stage, tiny, teeny, tiny little stage. But I knew from the socials that they had expanded both the stage and the room. They took a wall down and built like a whole pool room back sort of direct line away from that stage. And uh, so I got there and saw that stage for the first time. And it's it's beautiful. It's, you know, it's still just like kind of one step up off the bar floor. Yeah. But um, but uh, actually has some lighting, has some, you know, whatever. Very nice. And um. So I had plenty of room to maneuver and it was just a three piece. Taylor was otherwise occupied. So it was right. Zoe and Charlie and me. And, um, uh, yeah, won the crowd over big and played, played our, played our butts off. Uh, the only bummer was that Justin, who is my new technical manager, AKA roadie yes. was also not available. And so I learned what it's like doing a 1am finish and a one to 2am loadout as a, as a fellow who hasn't done that in what now four years. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. I, I want, I want, <laughs> I, want my, I want my guy. I want some help because I don't like it. I don't, so Sunday was all about recovering from that. I got home about 3am and, um, relatable content. Yeah. It was brutal. It's I know exactly brutal. what that feels. Plus maybe that's the signal from the universe and my joints that, uh, I should move into a different, um, market, right? The wedding market <laughs> and the event market and the corporate like None of those things go to 1am or a yeah. few of them. Um, so that's a good, that's a good thing. We should probably do that. I discovered something on my feet. I had an epiphany, you know, when you're playing and you're Ooh. just in the zone and you're in the flow and you have an epiphany. We are now meddling together. Uh, well, just running together without stop. Um, uh, two songs that have, they're in the same key, same tempo, close to the same groove. And I realized they're the same story. Okay. Here's what I realized. The, the, the whisper that started when I kissed her. Mm-hmm. is the guy saying it started out with a kiss. How did it end up like this? Ah. ah. So we're meddling together. Everybody talks and Mr. Brightside. Um, yeah. Very much close close to the same group. Mr. Uh, um, everybody talks a little more up and down and Brightside's yeah. a little smoother, but my drummer's a monster and he can transition that beautifully. Um, and it's a surprising transition, but both songs hit the same demo in the same way. So, yeah. you know, both are bangers for a certain cut of people and um, – I realized as I was, as I was seeing it, is the one song is one guy talking about the other guy. Like it's, it blew my and, mind. But everybody talks too much. It, they do. They do. Oh, okay. Listen, performance note. Whenever a song has a stop or a drop out of time or something like that song does, mm-hmm. I lean way into it. Like I'll build the, I'll like, everybody talks too much. It started with like I'll, I'll give yeah, it like yeah. a lot of breathing. I do that at the end of uh, Long Train Running too. That that false stop that happens in Long Train Running, mm-hmm. like let the room want it and then bang back in. It's uh, yeah. A lot of people either rush those because they're uncomfortable with silence on their stage, or they do it just like recorded, the same time as recorded, which is fine. 
But I feel like if you can make the audience like, you know, kind of have a moment there, um, that, yeah. that's a win. So just a little performance note on everybody talks. Neon trees, I think, are criminally underrated. Mm -hmm. And I also like not sure what happened with them. They kind of just fell off. Like they put out two of these like banger albums mm -hmm. and then just like I haven't really heard from them. That could just be me not being in their target demo anymore. Right. Um, but I will say I have been in a situation where the um, where the stop has backfired mm. uh, because I was a, a kid when Vanilla Ice blew up and I was like obsessed with Vanilla Ice. And so if you ever watched him like on Arsenio or, or whatever, he would when the first I, all right stop would happen, would be like, all right, stop. And the band would stop and they would do this like little like uh, sample DJ playback thing. Uh, but I was apparently the only person who remembers that. And so we would do it and we, it would be like, all right, stop. And the entire crowd would continue to sing the song. Sure. And, um, we had to take it out. Yeah. Like we did it, I think two or three, so two or three times. And it, uh, it, it didn't stick. Yeah. So. You can't do anything too transitioning. You do have to land it where they expect, but if you make them stretch their want of it, I had considered doing the, the bright side transition there. Right. Everybody mm -hmm. talks too much. Come out of my cage. But I think, I think. I think it would, I think the same thing would happen. I think people are ready to scream and started with that. And then if we give them something yeah. else right there, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Um, so that, that, uh, you know, exploitation of expectation right there. You gotta, you gotta fulfill the expectation Boom. at some point. Right. Yeah. 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 Cool. Very yep. Cool. Anyway, that was fun. That was fun. So let's talk about my gig on Friday. So, uh, the guys in the Slack are aware of the uh, the journey that I have been on, but uh, you guys uh, haven't been clued in yet. So uh, we were talking about that uh, on last week's episode where I was like, yeah, we got this corporate thing on Friday and it's already been paid and we're good to go. Here's the thing, though. I, uh, I go into Band Helper to verify all the information and I see that there is no bass player. Oh. And I go, that's strange. I could have sworn we had this thing all buttoned up. So I start looking through uh, text exchanges and back and forth. And it turns out that our normal bass player, Chris, had said he couldn't do it. And, and I had responded to him as like, oh, I'll get that thing filled. No problem. And I said that probably in like September or October. And then I promptly forgot. Mm. So guess who played bass? on friday night ah look at you i did nice uh it has happened before it hasn't happened recently there was a situation um another situation where chris wasn't available that was a different situation he was uh he got severely ill mm. the day of and he's like i can't stand up uh so we're gonna have to figure something out and it, it was one of those things where i was like i started looking for subs and i was like you know what i know these songs yeah and you know, it may not be note for note the way that it is on the record, but I know the arrangements and I know the stops and I know all those other things. And I play bass. I did it for years. Yep. So why not? Yep. Uh, so that's what I did. It was just like, I guess I'm playing bass. And um, that <laughs> is how it went down. And it went fine. The only thing is play, I've, I've, when I've tried to do that before, I've really struck and I'm not a bassist, like a real yeah. bass. I'm, I'm a guitarist who can slum it on bass. Um, but singing while playing bass is really hard. And I, I will give you that. It is very different because we as guitar players are accustomed to being able to strum along with the rhythm. Right. Whereas bass players don't have that luxury. They are doing things in time with what the drummer's doing, yep. which aren't 
it's not always going to be on the, you know, the one and the two or the three and the four. There's a lot of other stuff going on. So yeah, it definitely stretches you. There's a, uh, a bunch of, um, of new muscles you got to kind of work, work with. So, yeah. well, um, and, and essentially for me, guitar is a rhythm instrument, right? Unless you're taking a lead, it's a rhythm instrument. Bass right. is a m- melodic instrument. It is. Right. So if you're singing and playing bass, you're working two melodies at once. And that's a lot to have in your head. It's true. And, and that is one of the things like I, I tell guitar players all the time. They're like, well, I don't know, like what, what is it about bass? I was like, well, it's two less strings, which feels like less work, right. but it's basically you have the ability if you have the, um, the vocabulary to make that song a, like a, a three minute guitar solo yeah. because you have all of this melodic content to work with. Like you, sure you could stick with the root and there were plenty of times I opted for the root, sure. but there's also all of these melodic counterpoint opportunities where you can provide harmony yeah. you can provide dissonance and tension and, and all that stuff and it, it's it's a lot of fun t- to exercise but i will tell you that my vocal phrasing changes when i play bass sure because you you kind of just end up starting things at different parts because you're trying to do it along with what you're playing right and um it it is especially challenging right um Client was none the wiser, and it was a situation where we were asked for 80s and 90s, and then uh, once again, the the client didn't quite know what the audience wanted, mm. and so we ended up having to pivot a little bit and lean more into the 90s thing because the crowd was a bit younger. So um, it wasn't the end of the world, and we had plenty of 90s to work with, but uh, it was it's it's starting to become apparent that we really need to build up more of a 90s repertoire, and of course, we were a little hamstrung by the fact that I had to know the song on bass in order to do it. So um, there were some challenges, but uh, the biggest challenge was my buddy is the head bartender there and it was an open bar and I broke my no Brown protocol. Mm. And uh, then on Saturday remembered why I have the no Brown uh, liquid at gigs protocol. So uh, I had the headache from uh, Halifax, Halifax, Sounds like a boss. Everything else like was a fine. Wrestler, a headache from Halifax. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's good. I, you know, th- the thing about a real bassist, like not not you, you may consider yourself a real not bassist. Not like I, you. And I, me. I don't. Um, uh, you know, in my three piece, we fill a ton of sonic space. Like we're we don't sound like a three piece, and part of that is I am exploiting um, a stereo signal uh, and a stereo reverb on my guitar to fill out a stereo. Um, image and in a lot of rooms yeah. that doesn't have any impact at all, but sometimes you can, you can really leverage that. But my bassist covers so much ground. I mean, she's such a, you know, a recent graduate of the local college's jazz program in bass performance. Right. So she's fully the real deal. And, um, but I mean, she, talk about building counterpoint and and harmonies and playing basically a long solo. Uh, we talk about bright side. She does the, the Ode to Joy line at the end of it that that they have yeah. in there like on bass and it's gorgeous um anyway yeah good bassist is a is a is a real thing the, the thing that happened at the end of this show i saw two people do it come up to her ask her how long she's been playing mm-hmm. and she said 14 years and they looked at her like she's 24 right right and so they they you know that was that was a high number as far as they were concerned she started playing bass when she was 10 she did I don't know. Yeah. I started playing guitar when I was 12. I started playing piano when I was six. Like those of us who do that kind of have that kind of history with it. It's not that shocking, but I, I, I watched two people come up and be like, 
well, how old are you? Like, have a whole like. Yeah. Ah. Well, I get that all the time, anyway, because people are like, "How do you know this stuff?" And then <laughs> yeah. I do the, yeah. "Well, how old do you think I am?" Mm. Yeah, I've gotten to hey. an age where I'm afraid to ask that question anymore. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I am, uh, especially when I when I didn't have the beard, it was even worse because it's like, yeah, I look like a child. Right. Uh, it, uh, but yeah, it's. Um, I started when I was ten. Right. So. You know, when people say, how long have you been playing guitar? Like 30 years. Yeah. And then I typically follow that up with, man, I should be better by now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. a nice way to break the tension yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a nice little catch up. I like it. I like it. Um, so you, you got to participate as an audience member. I did. Last night. And was it uh, last, last that's kind of, yes, yeah. it was last night. So, um, this, the, the meat of the, of the conversation this week is about i'm gonna say band faux pas and apologies to uh the group i may uh be throwing under the bus but uh i i don't know who they are and um i'm not sure they listen to the show i would hope that if they did um some of it would rub off and we wouldn't have had a situation like we had so mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about some band faux pas and things that happened uh, at this event last night that I think are learning uh, experiences for everybody and hopefully for the guys that it happened with. Um, so yes, my uh, my wife and her company had their swanky Christmas party last night and we went to a country club in the city and got all dressed up. And um, it was a very, it was a very high end event. Uh, they spent a large amount of money and they had a, a five piece group uh, that was a jazz group for all intents and purposes. Um, but there were a couple of things that happened that uh, could have been avoided and uh, we should uh, pay attention to them because mm. any, it could happen to anybody uh, for the most part. So the first thing that um, that was uh, an issue was that half of the band was on in-ears and half the band wasn't. Uh, and when you are running floor wedges, they require additional power because you've got your mains running, you've got your lights running, and then you've got a, a, a power amp to run floor wedges. Um, due to that extra power draw, they blew the fuse in the room twice. So they would be playing, and then the lights would go out. And that's not good. That's not good. And then there would be these long pauses where they were trying to, quote-unquote, troubleshoot the issue... And then they would come back on stage and then it would happen again. Yeah. Here's the thing though. I've played that room. Oh. And I played that room with a full band. See, look, I was about to blame the room. Nope. Oh. Um, so is it, I mean, it's, it is an old country club and um, they more than likely didn't check if there were multiple circuits in the room, but we've played that room and we played it with live drums and, you know, our full shtick. And never had an issue, which is why I'm going, it's more than likely the wedges that were causing the problem. Well, but even powered wedges shouldn't draw that. Well, they weren't powered. They were passive. Oh, so you're running through eight. Yep. Uh, Yeah. 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 I get it. Um, And issue number two is kind of tied to issue number one. They were running their own sound from the stage and they didn't do a thorough enough sound check apparently because 
there was this super high pitch microphonic feedback that happened anytime the vocalist walked up to the mic to sing. Mm. And I watched their keyboard player who was on the opposite side of the stage try to find it while, you know, playing the songs. And it made and it and it wasn't, you know, we we always joke about things that like only musicians notice. I I looked around the room and every person heard it Mm. like you could you could kind of see them squinting as it was happening because it was it was unpleasant it was so high-pitched it was right in that like piercing kind of frequency range that like was just really not great um they finally figured it out i don't know if it was linked to the vocal mic or it was potentially coming from the they had a saxophone player that also played flute um and maybe his mic was pointed in the wrong direction. It just seemed to be more obvious or apparent when the guy was singing. Um, but they didn't figure it out until the towards the end. Uh, and we we sat through a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention these long pauses where nothing was happening. And, and the room um, was dark. No, they they flip, they put they got the lights back on quick and then. So what? Okay, so when I say the lights went out, I, I'm talking about their lights. It didn't. Oh. it didn't. It okay. <laughs> It, it affected their lights and the wreaths that were hanging from the windows. Huh, all right. Which again, you would think the Christmas lights might play into it, but again, we played a Christmas party there. Didn't oh, Christmas it. lights don't draw much. Yeah. So uh, that was strike two. And the third and final strike is the one that's the easiest to avoid. You know, the event started at six and it ended at nine. We hung out the entire night and they just never grabbed the audience initially they were doing kind of dinner music and it was jazz instrumentation they were just doing instrumental stuff um and then it kind of like the next round it was light vocal stuff but still kind of subdued but we left somewhere between like 8 30 8 45 meaning like there was less than half an hour left in the night and as we were literally walking out to the car they started playing like fun upbeat music like what and by that time everybody had pretty much left what what were they playing with as you walked up um so the last song that i heard them do was Folsom prison but and they were they were also doing some like kind of more upbeat party stuff like um oh what was it uh i think i might have heard uh september as we were kind of walking out of the event all right but i mean like they could have been doing that way earlier um and i i just like we noticed around i don't know seven thirty eight o'clock like a a big chunk of the people left yeah they basically showed up they had a a couple glasses of chardonnay they ate dinner they went home yep and to me it was mostly because I mean, it's a work function. You don't want to get too out of it, but also there wasn't anything else to do besides eat and drink because they weren't really playing stuff to get you on your feet. Yeah. Yeah. So, there is something to be said for pacing yourself, designing it so that the energy grows and you to do that, it's got to start low and then have a place to grow from. But yeah, if you're, if you're saving yourself for the last 15 minutes of the night, that is, that is a mistake. You know, maybe maybe you do it halfway or if you're doing it in thirds. I mean, they end up doing three sets. I don't know if that was their intent, but because of the the power situation.
just had three breaks. You froze on me um, again because of the power situation. Start but there. yeah, you would hang, do, hang on, you hang, might hang want on, to do the hang on, hang on, you froze on me. So because, start again from because of the power situation. Because of the power situation, they ended up taking two breaks and it being three sets. But in reality, the you probably should have done like the instrument instrumental or you move the second set stuff to the first set during dinner, and then you move your third set stuff to the middle of the second set and then ride that out from about, I would say, seven o'clock on. Mm. But they didn't do that. They didn't do that. And it's a shame because from a musician standpoint, they were all fantastic mm. players. The The bass player was playing it upright for the for most of the night and was just, I mean, to be fair, he, he took like multiple two-minute bass solo sections. Now, for, for a jazz band, that's, you know, sure. fair game. But there were there was a lot of stretched out instrumental stuff that probably wasn't necessary. But they were very competent musicians. Uh, they just did not. They didn't do a good job of uh, engaging the audience in any way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, live and learn. I hope. Yeah. I mean, if you are asked to be wallpaper, be wallpaper. Sure. Uh, a dinner set's a dinner but, set. Don't get crazy. Sure. But also make sure that like they didn't they didn't have any signage. They didn't mention their name once. They had no business cards. Hmm. It was literally like it was a um, generic players. Yeah. And and again, super talented, but just not doing the well, and look, they, the they, they might literally be that. They might have been thrown together from local, you know, the local music school or who knows, right? They may not be a band. They might have been some people that got assembled um, for a gig, uh, right? So I would, I, I, I don't think so. Okay. Because the, the setup was, I mean, they had, they had a couple of four bars. They were using like the JBL uh, liner ray setups. Like they had a rig and... I, I think it's just they don't have well they they don't they don't have resources like us. I guess. I you know, guess. we we always think like has have every single person out there that could use this information found us yet? Yeah. And uh last night was a good uh reminder that uh no. Yeah, so those are. of you who've listened for a while, this is uh you can take this as a as a mission, right? <laughs> yeah. And we can we, we can we can all do better and uh one way to do that is by making sure people know about this show. Yeah, for sure. So even bands that you hate, you should probably clue them into what's going on. If you'd like to stop hating them because they stopped doing that annoying thing. Yeah. Ooh, uh, love that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's my, uh, that's my story. I like it. I have but one. I, I think it's sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So that's the story. That's the, that's the end of it. Cautionary tale, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, spread the word. Don't do these things. Yep. EQ the system. Ooh. That's a thing. Ring out, ring out your monitors. Ring the room. Yeah, yeah. It's not hard. Yeah. Um. I have a brag. If that was a if that was a if that was a shame shaming shaming section, I have a bragging section. Yep. Okay, um, let's do it. Friend of mine from my local market here, a guy named William Neesmith, um, who is, uh, God, he's just such an inspiring player. He's a, he's a solo mostly solo keyboard act. And, uh, he's super engaging and super great and, 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 um, uh, puts on just an amazing show and it's just a charming guy and it's sweetheart of a person. Um, he put a video up on YouTube this morning that is, I, we could call it a cover, but it's like a holiday, 
appropriate uh, release of his version of Go Tell It on the Mountain. Um, mm-hmm. That I I know this because I know his voice and I know what he's capable of. Um, I'm quite sure he recorded every single piece of it, all of the voices of it, and probably did all the video on his own because that's kind of how he rolls. He's a very DIY dude. Um, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. You you must you must go watch it. It is, it will, it will put a smile on your face to the last, the rest of the day. It's so great and funny and fun. And it's just, I, I really want to have him on at some point. Cause he's a really creative and clever dude. Any, any of his originals are, um, uh, we have a lot of songwriters in this mark in this area. Like it's a pretty strong mm-hmm. songwriter, singer songwriter kind of place. Yeah. Um, he's one whose writing is, um, impactful like not just clever but like emotionally good and resonant and um and some of it's just like kind of silly and fun and some of it's serious and great he's a really i like i really i really admire this dude he's really really great um so please go see his video it's i it's well worth a couple minutes of your life it's uh it's really really fun well it seems like he's got the uh he's really threaded the needle about being not only creative but entertaining yeah it can be kind of hard. That's not all. Those those two things can be mutually exclusive. Yeah, he's got this shtick he does in his show with all of these um, prop glasses, big plastic mm-hmm. glasses that are themed in different ways. And so he puts on different glasses for different songs. And uh, it's the kind of thing when I heard he was doing that, I was like, oh, that sounds. I don't know. I don't think I could pull that off. That sounds kind of cheesy. But he's so just like sincere about it and he's so cute it. about it. Like yeah. it's it's just really it, it's he's he's a uh, he's a very inspiring player. And, uh, awesome. and one of those dudes will come out to your show. If he has nothing going on, like he'll make the rounds of who's playing, um, to support people and hear what's going on. Like, um, he's a really, really like very much a force for good in the, in the market around here. So, so yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So watch his video. It's super, super fun. We'll d- yeah, yeah. I'd love to, yeah. uh, I got, I saw the link this morning, uh, but hadn't, uh, gone through all of my. All my things. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you kind of like morning, you have to like dig out every morning. Morning uh, While we're bragging, though, let's mm. let's do one more bragging. This is for a listener. Um, so we talk a lot about Patreon and how it's this community and it helps support the show, and that's all well and good. But I also understand that there's a lot of folks that may not be able to do the monthly commitment or aren't interested in giving out that information. And I totally understand that. Respect that. Uh, but we we do have um, a PayPal link that we we put in the show notes um, for anybody who was like you know it's basically like our <laughs> virtual tip jar. When I, when I remember and uh, and this happened last year and and it it happened again this year. We got we got some uh, some goodwill sent to our our PayPal account from Fred Ellsworth, uh, who has been a longtime listener and um, the uh, you know you get a little notification like hey you've got money and then there's a note. Uh, assigned to it and fred says hey boys can't tell you how much i really enjoy being a part of the community you have built and how i really look forward to every episode you put out such a treat to drive home from a gig and listen to you guys chat thanks for everything you do and that's uh that's fred ellsworth uh, who's just uh, an awesome guy and uh been around for forever like kind of oh yeah er he's early on absolutely and um you know we we just we appreciate you guys and um to to get uh, any sort of feedback, you know, this is just as good as a, as a five-star rating on, on yeah. The, yeah. you know, the podcast platform yeah. of your choice, in my opinion. Um, and we just, we just, we love this community so much and, um, you know, we're wrapping up the year and there's a lot to be grateful for. And, uh, you guys are definitely at the top of the list. So, uh, 
we'll just wrap it up on a high note. Sounds good. Warm and fuzzy. Love, love it. it. Love it. Love it. So, guys, hope you uh, have a fantastic week. Hope your gigs go well. Uh, I will enjoy my time off the grid. And uh, w- this one will, you know, hit the airwaves when it normally does. And I'll be somewhere, uh, you know. On, yeah, on the strip. Yeah, I'll probably potting my shoes uh, to, you know, afford my gambling addiction yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 hunkering in the shade on a rooftop. Can't wait. Yeah. Or uh, maybe get drugged and mugged, you know. Yeah, There's getting, lots of, getting a face tattoo like to Tyson. Forward. Yeah, you know. Totally. Yeah. Well, folks, with that being said, I think it's time to call, uh, you know, hopefully I'll make it back in one piece. Thanks for <laughs> No problem. <laughs> Thanks for the vote of confidence, yeah, yeah, Dan. Yeah. No, I think yeah, so, Amber will get you through. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, for sure. With that said, in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of December 9th, 2022. Have a good one. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of The New Strange, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins, the losses, the behind the scenes, goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit coverbandconfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! Mm.